Hello, and welcome to this abbreviated midweek service for Wednesday, March 18th, 2020, from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnais, Illinois. Instead of a normal sermon podcast, you will be listening to an abbreviated service with readings, sermon, the Lord's Prayer, and benediction. The sermon is entitled, To Seek and to Save, Up to Jerusalem, and is based on the Gospel reading, Mark, chapter 10, verses 32 through 34. The readings in the sermon are provided by Pastor Mike Hannon. The Old Testament reading for the service is from Isaiah chapter 2. The word that Isaiah the son of Amoz saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be lifted up above the hills and all the nations shall flow to it and many peoples shall come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. This is the word of our Lord. The New Testament reading from the letter uh, John wrote, Revelation 21, verses 1 through 5. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more. For the former things have passed away, and he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. This is the word of our Lord. The Gospel reading today comes from Mark's Gospel, the 10th chapter. And they were on the road going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking ahead of them. And they were amazed, and those who followed were afraid. And taking the twelve again, he began to tell them what was to happen to him, saying, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles. And they will mock him and spit on him and flog him and kill him. And after three days, he will rise. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts and the actions of our lives be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, I think it's safe to say that for all of us, this week is not going at all according to plan. This week should have been the last 
few days that uh, families are in school, the kids are in school, and they were looking forward to next week, to next week, because next week brings spring break. There are a lot of people that had different travel plans, and now uh, it's hard to say. It's hard to say what is going to happen with all of those different plans. People were looking so forward to their trips, to their vacations, to their time away. And now people are spending more and more time, not far away, but at home. Our gospel reading today, it's about a trip. It's about a travel plan. It's about Jesus's travel plan. See, as we've been talking about the story of Jesus's final days, it all had to do with a journey, a journey to Jerusalem, that Jesus was preparing his disciples for this final journey that he was going to undertake to Jerusalem. And that usually meant really exciting things. It usually meant that that there was a great festival, a great feast that the Jews celebrated and that Jesus and his disciples were going there to be a part of it. But whatever travel plans Jesus' disciples might have thought they had, Jesus made it clear that this journey to Jerusalem was not going to be an ordinary journey. This journey to Jerusalem was going to be Jesus' last journey. As Jesus and his disciples are getting closer and closer to the final days of his own life, our gospel reading talks about them. Uh, they had just been outside of Jerusalem in Bethany, the home of Lazarus and Mary and Martha. You might remember that from last week's sermon. But now, once again, they go from the villages outside to Jerusalem to Jerusalem itself. And this was a journey up to Jerusalem. Jerusalem, that city that was a city literally on a hill, on a mountain, on Mount Zion. It should have been an exciting time. But Jesus' disciples, the people around them, the Pharisees and the leaders of the people, as we've heard about their plans, we know that this is going to be anything but an ordinary week. Now, as Jesus drew near, as the reality of the cross drew near, we know that Jesus expressed his own uncertainty, his own troubles over what was to come. Jesus told his disciples, Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Shall I say, Father, save me from this hour? But for this purpose, I have come to this hour. This wasn't going to be a vacation. This was not a relaxing trip to Jerusalem. This was business. It was his father's business. This was the fulfillment of the promise made way back in Eden. Jesus' travel plan, it was established and it was in place before he was even born in Bethlehem. His travel plan was in place before the world was created. Jesus' itinerary was foretold in great detail in the inspired writings of the Old Testament scriptures. 
And Jesus knew exactly what lay ahead of him. Now there was excitement, there was anticipation as Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem as there were more and more pilgrims going up to the Passover. Now among many of them, there was that hope that Jesus, this miracle-working rabbi, might in fact do something special, that he might be something special, that he might be that Messiah that they had been waiting for. People were asking, when the Christ appears, will he do more signs than this man, that is Jesus, has done? Some were not so sure. They had questions and they debated among themselves, is the Christ to come from Galilee like this Jesus? Has not the scripture said that Christ comes from the offspring of David and comes from Bethlehem, the village where David was? And there were many divisions among the people over Jesus. But, but maybe, just maybe it was true. Maybe Jesus of Nazareth was the Christ, the Messiah. And so some people were hopeful. Some people thought, surely Jesus is going to Jerusalem at the Passover to establish his throne and his kingdom. Many of the people wanted to see that, but the religious leaders, they weren't so eager to see a new king usher in a new kingdom. And so they tried to stop him. They wanted to stop him because they knew that when Jesus would come, their power would go away. But even then, these leaders were afraid because Jesus was so popular with the people. Some of them did want to arrest Jesus, but no one laid hands on him because they were afraid. Now, the kingdom of God would come but not in the way that any of these people expected. The king would be glorified, but the cross would come first. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus told his disciples what to expect, and his description of what laid ahead, it was not at all what they expected. Even on the way, the disciples no doubt wondered why Jesus was headed, so to speak, into the enemy camp. The disciples were frightened. They weren't stupid. <laughs> they knew that the Pharisees and chief priests had tried for a long time to trap Jesus and accuse him of false teaching. They despised his miracles and accused him of being in league with the devil. These opponents endlessly criticized the disciples and their master. And now, where was Jesus going? He was headed right into their headquarters in Jerusalem. In Jerusalem, Jesus would be delivered into the hands of his enemies. He would be betrayed by one of his disciples. And even the cost of his betrayal, 30 pieces of silver, was foretold in Scripture. Jesus told his disciples that he would be betrayed, arrested, condemned to death, mocked, flogged, and crucified. But then, in a puzzling an astounding statement. Jesus told his followers that on the third day after his death, he would rise from the dead. Now, it was true that according to Jewish teaching, the righteous would rise from their graves on the last day. I mean, Martha had confessed this to Jesus before her brother Lazarus was raised. She said concerning her brother, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. 
Jesus' disciples knew about the resurrection. But what did Jesus mean by saying he would rise in three days? Was he going to rise from the dead now, before the judgment day? What was that all about? Earlier, when Jesus was transfigured, he had told Peter, James, and John not to tell anyone what they had seen that day until he had risen from the dead. The three three disciples had discussed what this rising from the dead might mean. This business of rising from the dead was new territory for them. But death wasn't new to them. They knew what death was. And if Jesus was announcing that he would die in Jerusalem, then why were they going there? They didn't want Jesus to die. And they didn't want him, and they didn't want to die either. But this was what the itinerary foretold. Jesus, when warned earlier about approaching Jerusalem, had said, I must go on my way today and tomorrow and the day following, for it cannot be that a prophet should perish away from Jerusalem. There in Jerusalem, Jesus would perish. But there in Jerusalem, Jesus would rise. According to scripture, our own itinerary apart from Jesus ends in certain death. It is a deadly path and a destination of our own choosing. The wages of sin is death, scripture tells us, and we by our sin and rebellion against God delivered ourselves into the grip of the enemy. We're on a dead end road. Apart from Jesus, we were captive to sin, death, and the devil. We're helpless to free ourselves. Only Jesus, our Savior, who went up to Jerusalem for our sake, could set us free and put our feet on a new path and give us a new travel plan. By his own suffering and death, Jesus paid the penalty the penalty that we owed for our sin and destroyed the devil who held us enslaved by death. By his resurrection, the greatest miracle, the greatest of the Messiah's signs, an event foretold yet still so unexpected, Jesus guarantees for us the gift of eternal life in his presence. We have a new itinerary and a new destination. There was a cost for this trip, a cost so great that we could never pay it. But Jesus did. Jesus paid the price with his blood shed on the cross so that when we die, when we fall asleep in Jesus, we need have no fear. We will immediately be at home with our Lord Our final eternal destination will be fully revealed when Jesus returns in glory as judge and king. God will make all things new. He will create a new heaven and a new earth. Then our home will be the holy city, that new Jerusalem, the place where God himself will dwell with us, where he will wipe away our tears 
It's our final destination. It's where we will live in the presence of our Savior forever. It's the trip of a lifetime with all expenses paid. And so, my brothers and sisters, you may be thinking about those spring break trip plans. Maybe you still can go on the trip. Maybe that trip has been canceled. Our God on this day, he doesn't forget what you're going through, but he wants to direct your attention to a different itinerary, to another travel plan, to that travel plan paid for and secured by your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May that give you peace on this day. In Jesus' name, amen. And now let us pray together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We conclude with the benediction. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. And now the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Thank you for listening to this abbreviated service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnais, Illinois. For more information about when services will resume or more podcasts, please go to stpaulslutheran.net. Thank you for listening. And remember the words from Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in times of trouble.